Thank you for clicking on this episode of Beer Caddy, hosted by Lord's Brewing Company of Huddersfield. So pin back your ears and join us for the next hour or so as we answer all of life's questions regarding beer. There we go. That genuinely, we were just laughing about the uh, intro that I should say to you. That was a very nice intro, but it is a really good intro. Thanks, man. Here's it's professional. Who did we say you sounded like? I can't remember now. Rufa, Not what other people Rufa. say you sound like. Who did I say you sounded oh. like? Oh, it was. Um, he used to be married to Billy Piper. Chris Evans. He sounded like Chris Evans at the end of the intro. Uh, when he's on Radio Two. I could do. I think that's who you sound like. Yeah. Me. Yeah. On that right oh. at the end. I'll take that. Just I mean, the end bit where you do you know joiners for everything beer related. Whatever you say, it's like sounds a bit like Chris Evans. Well, thanks, mate. So like a professional radio DJ a pro, and an a adult pro. radio DJ. Not a child one. Not like Because there's a lot of child Not like DJs. one aimed at teenagers. Like one aimed at real intellectual adults. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I'm just looking. I've got... We've, we're, uh, we're, we're not filming because we're not in it's front not. of a camera. Nope. We're recording this in a slightly different setup this time. And we've got our own microphone stands, which oh, if... Yeah. You've been following us on social media, you will have seen. Um, really, uh, the, well, we, I'll tell you what we were meant to do. We were meant to go out and see Hannah from the Golden Ball, who we talked about in the first podcast. But given the circumstances, we thought it probably wasn't wise us driving around and going and seeing loads of people and sitting them down in front of microphones just now. Yeah, but we're hopefully, hopefully we'll get get to speak to her soon, and she will be the catalyst, the landlord lady p- proprietary catalyst. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I'm hoping so. So we can speak um, to many more. We need to create some good questions to ask her, but she's a very interesting person, so it should be good fun. Good. Um, so, shall we start with? An interesting project that we've embarked on. Yeah, and everybody, well, I say to everybody, so most people should know about it, but it is uh, it's exciting. In a world of lockdownness, it's nice to have something that's silly and, well, not silly, but exciting and fun yeah. to do. And that is, drum roll, please. Uh, the Kazi Inn. Yeah. There you go. And so, you want to explain to all us northerners what a kazi is? A kazi is like a slang term for a toilet. There we go. So it's the so toilet. So you say I'm going to the kazi. It's the toilet in, the pooper <laughs> in. I, it's, so basically, the, the 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 project as a whole is that we we kind of got me and Al are best mates as well as working together, but we got absolutely fed up with all this lockdown, and we got fed up with. Like going to the pub and then getting harassed when you're there and you've got to fill out this and you can't do this and you've got to do that and blah, 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 blah. And I feel for all the pubs, don't get me wrong. But sometimes, especially when you've got kids, you can't go out anyway. Nope. But you could venture into your garden. Could. Could. So, and also, like, you're not, you're out, but you're not out, out. Yeah. Yeah, but you technically could be out, out because you could still be in your slippers. Just not with a pint of milk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in the middle of a night. I feel like we've jumped straight to the why. Yeah, we have jumped to the but why. But it's a good so, why, because I think you'd been 
watching guys online on the Hang YouTube. A minute. We YouTube haven't reviewed. told them what we're doing. We haven't told them. Well, we've really messed this up. No, we haven't. So, well, let me continue the thought. Yeah, go on. And then it should lead into what it is. Yeah. So you were seeing loads of people on YouTube who were doing these kind of projects. And uh, you showed me a couple. And they're really quite cool. Kind of stealth, like stealth campers, some of them. Like you wouldn't have known what was going on. No. And I, myself and my wife, we both used to love watching George Clark's Amazing Spaces. I don't let my wife watch George Clark. <laughs> well, I do. Because apparently he's a bit of a dish. Oh, really? Well, that's what some ladies say. Well, so he's I very... if I keep my wife away from that kind of thing. He's very tall. And I'm, I'm having to... I'm thinking that my wife prefers shorter gents. So I think I'm all right. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, but I love his Amazing Spaces and the idea of creating something that's really small but just kind of cool i used to love watching that series and that and then we were talking about and you were showing me things and it all led to this idea of a pub shed a pub shed a pub in your own garden but the only problem is i didn't have a shed no and then i said to him well what about those old outdoor toilets that are covered under four foot of ivy at the end of your garden and i said that's a ridiculous idea (laughs) there's probably no room they're tiny it's true so we went down, didn't we? We dug away at some of the ivy, yeah. got the uh, got the tape measure in there, and actually they're sig- they're significant for what they are. Bear in mind, it's just yeah. two, it's two cubicles. Victorian toilet cubicles. Yeah, but they're pretty sig- it's a decent size. Is it two meters by four meters? No, no, it's not that much. Well, they were two meters deep. Well, it's they were one point nine five. Yeah, so. by I think it's two and a bit. Is it two and a bit? Wide. Was it literally two by two, basically? Yeah, it's a two by two space, yeah, pretty yeah, much. You're right, I'm completely. But anyway, but the height is probably about two feet really, high. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> should have called it the cube. It is like the cube, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a great film. Did you ever see that? No. It was like, I think it was an 80s horror film. A load of people wake up in a a box room with uh, with little hatches going off out of every wall and they have to try and get themselves out, but all the rooms are booby trapped. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. terrific. Yeah, it was. So anyway, so we got the first, so what we've done is we've videoed this on YouTube. Yes. And it's on our YouTube channel. If you go to, or if you type in Lords Brewing Co on uh, YouTube, you should be able to find our channel. Um, and all the car, there's a playlist for the Kazi in that I've set up. You can see my editing skills get gradually better throughout the first three videos. Um, but with this last one, um, Liam, who's a bit builder, helps us build the brewery. He's just a machine. He is. He he's come down, and we just went at it uh, on Saturday. And typically Saturday we were throwing it down. It was cold, wet, and windy, and then Sunday was glorious. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. So I was the way. It was so annoying. I literally. Right, so when we did the brewery up, there were moments where I'd just stand there, look at the mess, and just think, it's never going to happen, this. And then it kind of gets worse before it gets better. It does. I remember it from being a kid on the building site with my old man. And you'd be there and you think, gosh, people are moving into these. They look like they've just... It just, it just always happens like that, doesn't it? Yeah. It just gets to that point of horrendousness. And then suddenly... They're done. Yeah. But no, I think um, I think there's just something really 
lovely about having an escape, right? And and too few of us can afford townhouses in York or London yeah. or Edinburgh yeah. or a little villa on the coast of Spain. But to be able to have a little escape place that is also, like you say, you can go when your kids are in bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you're, yeah. not, you're not going anywhere. You can just pop the end of your garden. I, I've always thought it was really cool. I always thought it was a really cool idea. And then when you laid out the idea of garden pubs, we were like, oh. Yeah, oh. this is epic. Could pull these two things together. And some of those pubs were cool. That was that guy with his shed, and it just looked like a garden shed. And when you opened oh, the door... Patrick Dickinson, is it? Yeah, you open the door, and it's still a garden shed. Yeah. And then there was a secret door in the garden shed oh, that, that led shed into a proper 80s-style pub. It's just... Well, maybe 70s. I wouldn't even know what that decor's... It's old. Maybe what they look like in the Victorian. Like the proper floral, ready carpet, carpet and, and wood everywhere, yeah. and beams, and... Well, th- this one, I don't know. It's a really strange setup because what they I mean we know where the saying built like a brick outhouse comes from because I mean it is it is unbelievably over engineered so it's got two skins the inner one is red brick and then the outer one is Yorkshire stone they're tied into one another and then it's got a solid stone roof yeah, but it's not even got one slab it is four four what five six inch thick slabs of yorkshire stone all overlapping each other yeah it, it's just ridiculous i mean in the middle where they're all joined yeah it's probably about four or five i think they're an inch and a bit each slab thick but then they're i thought they were ow, i thought they were like that oh no they're not that thick Are they no. not that thick? no no but then they sit they sit on top of each other in the center of it's so beast. they were all rested on the middle wall. So we took that out um, on Saturday, but now we've got acros in there. So we've got to put a concrete um, lintel in, I think. But it's, it's become a bit of a mission, but then we've discovered loads of cool stuff. So yeah. Liam was like, you want a fire? And I was like, yeah. And literally this was the decision on Saturday morning. This was not, this was not a decision that was made previous to filming. No, so, we talked about the idea of a fire, haven't we? Yeah, but yeah. Like most people, you're thinking potbelly stove, pot aren't stove. you? Yeah. And I was looking at Clark's Machine Mart, do one, it's like 120 quid. thought that'd do. Liam just went, no, no, I'm going to cut a hole in the wall. <laughs> and we'll just we'll just have a proper open fire. And we'll use the uh, discarded brick to build the chimney. Yeah, yeah. But then what we discovered, he digs a hole up, and my whole garden has been raised up at some point, and it's full of stone. And the hole underneath of the garden, that that's why our grass won't grow, because there's no soil there. It's Not because stone. you had that swimming pool over the top of it for four years. Well, no, that that is part of it. <laughs> but, um, but previous to that, it wouldn't grow anyway. Yeah. And now we know why, because no water can stay in the soil. It just runs straight down and out through all that stone. It's bizarre, isn't it? Because it, it has been raised by, gosh, what, two metres? Metre? About a metre, about a metre. About a metre, I mean, that's a phenomenal We just found a bin. So there must have been steps down from your house. Yeah. Down to the garden. Yeah, they've tried to bring it up level to your back door, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I'm just disappointed that they took down the big pub shed to put the decking on and then left that little one. It would have been better if they'd left the big one. Because the big one, if it had been really good, you could have put, you could have 
leveled off the roof at the top and then just put a railing around it and some stairs. Yeah. And well, then you could have sat up in the It would have been more than a pub as well, sun. wouldn't it? You'd have been able to have a, a man cave, a oh, place yeah, to work, a place to do projects. Yeah. Well, I think on the next house, one day, I'm going to go all out on that one. Hopefully. Yeah. If I ever earn any money. Luminama. Yeah, we feel that. Yeah. And uh, this has been recorded for those that find this in the future. What the, we're, when we're, when we're super rich yeah when we're super ah, rich yeah. when we're super rich yeah we were we were poor once yeah uh, in the pandemic uh, when our noble leader decides to shut the pubs an hour early and scare the living daylights out of everybody so no one goes out so yeah pub the pub trade is dying on its feet at the moment it is it's an interesting I could see, all I keep saying is it's an interesting time and it just doesn't do it justice it's no. it's so everywhere isn't it and everyone's heads are everywhere and everyone from what I think even individuals have contrasting ideas of how we should go about it day on day yeah like I, your own yeah. opinion changes day on day like it's yeah I agree I'm like it's a mad old time uh some days I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We'll be fine. Other days I'm like, I need a 12-pack of beer and I'm going to go home yeah. and cry. Actually, talking about changing views, it reminds me of what we were saying. It's like, how how many times have we discussed what the pub should look like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I came, we were talking today, weren't we? And I was like, yeah, but we're going for the old old Victorian-style pub look, aren't we? They're like, well, I've had to think about that. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So it's like you can't even make. There's not even been a set decision on what it's gonna look like yet, is it? No, I mean it lends itself to that. It does, but I kind of want it really dark and dingy. Like, so I'm t- I sound like my daughter. Like Casey is always using the word like. It drives me crackers. I'm like Casey gets some vocab. Um, Did you put in some fake? fake vaulting in the ceiling and we could pretend it's one of those cellar bars in Krakow in Poland yeah, yeah. something like well, that well I like when I my wife thinks I'm strange in the sense of well she's thinking for many reasons uh, but one of them is I like to sit in the dark so of an evening I just want one little small lamp on and the telly and that's enough and if the telly's not on I'll quite happily sit and chat one I with one lamp on I just like it to be dark I don't like bright lights on yeah um, despite our kitchen here has something like 10 lights in the ceiling um, and my screens are in front of me they're really bright and then I've got an RGB keyboard an RGB mouse mat you do have a lot of light my right. PC which you can probably hear whirring away has many many lights in it um, but then I think this is where the discussion comes because when I think Victorian style old school pub I think dark because you think they're lit by gas lights reflecting off brass you know shiny polished up brass like with a fire in the corner and they are, and they've got low ceilings and they are quite well, I that, like that, it too I'm with you I love I love I, I wouldn't quite put it dark but I like I like to hibernate I like that idea of well, like, p- colour wise I'd really because everyone's like oh you've got a small space you want to make it light and airy and I'm oh. like no I want to make it dark and dingy I think we should uh, I think we should wood panel the the walls you know up to whatever height they normally do it up to waist height dark wood and I don't I don't mind dark that. 
floral style pub carpet and it'd be nice to have floorboards down there with dartwood as well who would but would it, would it have to have a rug i got a load of brewery when we took up the floor in the brewery we've still got all those wooden don't tell georgina she'll be asking if you've got enough for our house yeah but they're all you couldn't use them in a the house because they're all oily yeah but I don't know. I, well, yeah, but you'd need a rug still for me. Not that it's my... I don't want a carpet, I've decided. <laughs> Definitely don't want a carpet. I want a proper, just a rug. One of them really chintzy, paisley-looking... Yeah. You know, like... like yeah. You know what I mean, don't I you? Know, and I know, and they've got a name, and I forget what they're called. Like a Persian rug kind but of But you, you always imagine them in in a in like an old old school gentleman's club with lots of wing-back armchairs. Yeah, that's everywhere. it, yeah, yeah. They're always in red or green. Yeah, that's like it. Chesterfield. Want, yeah, yeah. I want, mate, if we could just get two Chesterfields in there, that yeah, but you see, enough, well, but there's not see, enough room. We're agreeing now, but at one point you were thinking you wanted stainless steel mesh and... Uh, like tin roof style stuff around yeah, the bar. And I looked at some of the stuff I like, but I've kind of... It's cold. Yeah, it's just a bit... It's not very cosy. No. We've also... The idea of having a bar in there, I really wanted a bar that you could stand behind, but the more we looked at it, because it's so small, I don't think it's going to work like No, because I think we both... Not that it's my project, but we both wanted that, because it makes it up. But we, I think we realised doing it, you you would only then be able to sit in half of the space, yeah. And half of the space is too small. Whereas if you you have just the bar that you can serve yourself from, then you get the whole space to put in bench seating and exactly. So I think we'll build a box out and then put all the cooler and the keg and everything in there. Yeah. And then the serving, like the the, the bar will be sort of it'll be like you're behind the bar. And then I think that way you'll be able to fit four or five people in. Yeah, which we can't do right now. Which we're not allowed to do right now, but it it means that you can actually have your friends over. It's not just like one, one of you. Friend. Yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. There's two or three of us coming over. We could play poker like we used to in there. And poker in there would be amazing. Yeah, like you can do stuff. It becomes a bit more yeah. useful, doesn't it? We have we've had some epic poker nights at my house. Well, yeah. We, well, not your house has always been monopoly nights. Monopoly. <laughs> So we have a French. No, yeah, no, we have, no, a, fr- no, we have a French friend. We were over. Uh, he, they've moved back to France now, which is uh, for, for, forever a shame because we missed them. But um, they, uh, we were talking one night in John's kitchen years ago, and uh, our friend Zav was saying, "Oh, as a family, we like to play Monopoly," and we're thinking, "Oh, what's this? Like some strange French game." It's like, what's Monopoly? It's like, you know Monopoly. With you, you do not pass go, go to jail. We're like, what do you mean, Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) Monopoly. Monopoly. So anyway, this game became invented as of that night, which is where you play poker, but you use Monopoly. You use Monopoly money, but you're allowed to cheat. Yeah. And And you have to listen to 90s, 90s music, predominantly 90s gangster rap. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm at the same here, and I put, normally put coloured lighting in, and yeah, we we it's a it's a great night. They it's a great nights. night, they very funny. Yeah. But yeah, so we could have a we could have like card games and stuff. Also, um, it's worth noting that my friend Andy from Tech Vision, who builds hidden screens, so you can put a screen in your bath if you want. Um, and yeah, behind like glass panels and mirrors and all that, so you can watch 
TV, but your TV doesn't like dominate the room. Yeah, so like when you switch it off, it's just a mirror. It's just a mirror, yeah. yeah. But he said, uh, I spoke to him yesterday, I said, look, if I got a small screen, because you wouldn't want a massive one in there, no. it'd just be ridiculous. No, it would, it would um, be unnecessary. I don't know what I like. Sub thirty-two inch. I'd have thought like a tw- is it twenty-two? Twenty-two, something 22 like that. Inch, it yeah. doesn't need to be big, but he said he'd make it into a mirror for us. That's cool. So above the fireplace, we'd have a proper like HD TV. Yeah, in a mirror. In a mirror, have to have the right kind of frame on. And yeah, then, it needs and, to be rustic. And then we'd think we'd need like a picture of something like the charge of the light brigade. <laughs> Something epic. Uh, something, um, what like is a, it? I'd like, a, do you know what I'd really like? What? Because you know, I, I grew up by the sea. I'd love like an old warship. That's in, in a, a bottle. <gasps> warship in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need one of them. That would be awesome. If you keep hearing Alga uh, uh, as he laughs, it's because he's broken his collarbone. I have. Is, is, is Mrs. put a foot in a lawnmower and now he's fallen off his mountain bike and broken his collarbone? Yeah, it's been, I haven't fallen off a mountain bike I always feel like it doesn't sound. It was a no, bit more epic was, than that. that. Was I didn't just like ride along and collapse off the side of it. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> epic, to be fair. I mean, it wasn't epic in the grand scheme, of it, but for me, it was pretty epic. I was jumping and uh, landed over over egg to the pudding, as it were. And so, when you came over to do some work, what was I editing? Yeah, he managed. My brother had sent him the video of the accident, and he was putting on stupid music and an explosion. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, dear. But yeah, enemies really... when you got friends like me. I know it's been an interesting uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, my wife got a foot caught inside our metal bladed fly mow at, at the begin near the beginning of no, it was June. Was it June? Uh, it July. Fit, it was it July. feels like it was like yesterday. In July. So we just it felt like we'd just come out of lockdown, and then yeah, she took off, went through the ball of her foot, and through a lot of her toes. So that was quite big. An epic, and then yeah, I came off. I had a crash on my mountain bike and broken my collarbone. And it's been right old year. We had it's, a baby. it's not been good, is it? I think I don't think anybody would say that 2020 <laughs> been yeah, a good year. Well, I don't know. Maybe those odd businesses that have really thrived. But Amazon are like 2020 has been an awesome year. Yeah, but, uh, for oh, the rest man. of us. I just don't know what to say. I'm like last year was probably one of the best years that I've ever had. Oh, really? And the year before was pretty good as well. I mean, like, they were hard because I was building the brewery. But I did enjoy them. I didn't have a bad time. But this year, oh, gosh, it's like, it's just really tough. It's just it's slog. Yeah, it's been slog. I think it's been a real year where you have, well, you didn't have to. You can make your own call. But where you, it, it is advisable to learn to live in the present yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. otherwise you drive yourself mad. I agree with that. You know, like learning look to at, just... Look, this is my stress thing on my desk. Oh, my, where he split his stress ball <laughs> through stress. <laughs> yeah, because you had to... I remember reading uh, a little quote. I don't know where it's from, but it, I felt like in some ways it, it resonated truthfully. Maybe not for everyone, but it said, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. But if you have contentment and joy, it's because you're living in the present. And, I, and I, remember, I imagine that's not always the case. But it resonated with that moment. I was like, my kids were outside playing. Well, my daughter was. My, my son was just laid in his nappy. Well, I don't know if he was playing. But uh, they were out in the garden. It was sunny. And we were 
having a nice conversation with my neighbours over the uh, fence, and I was like, yeah, you know, we just got to learn to live in this moment because this moment's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I had a few with a like we had a, a really we've had some real stonking weather as well this yeah, we summer, have, yeah. so I can't knock that. But the kids, we've got like a an above ground blow up swimming pool thing that's about eight foot across, quite deep actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I I've realised something about myself as well with that pool. I really enjoy keeping a pool, like the changing the filters, making sure the water's right, uh, and I kept that water from last year, and only I drained half of it and topped it back up. Um, I mean, that pool was just, the kids were in it all summer. Yeah, well, it was high enough, wasn't it? It was gorgeous. Yeah, sat on the decking, drinking cold beer, talking to my wife, playing music that I like. Yeah. Kids are jumping in and out of the water. They're all having a whale of a time. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, these are the moments, isn't it, when you can yeah. forget about the past or the future and just dwell in that moment. Yeah. It can be really good, which I'm rubbish at. I'm a proper past looker. I dwell a lot on the past. Yeah, you and, do. Uh, so it's fascinating, isn't it? I do a bit look. of that, but I, I've i tried to get myself out of that because I think it's a dangerous rut. It is. It's very dangerous. Because it's not... Some people dwell in the past because the past was always golden, even though it wasn't. And then others dwell in the past because they just can't get past their like mistakes or yeah. doing things wrong. Yeah, or room, room, yeah. How could I have done that? But you know what I mean? And but then I think I'm probably more the other end where I worry about everything. And get myself so, super stressed. Yeah, Georgina's the same. She's always looking to the future. Well, what are we going to do? And it just gives her anxiety because yeah, you can't yeah. control. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't I control mean, either, can you? That's no, it's pointless. It's like it's like trying to work out what the number nine smells like. It's just like an impossibility. <laughs> Did you know, though, that yellow peppers taste like horses smell? Peppers taste like horses smell. Really? <laughs> Yeah, someone said it to me once at uni, and I was like, oh my word, it's true. Is it? Next time you eat a raw yellow pepper, you like have a piece of raw, it tastes like horses smell. No way. Yeah. But I was thinking about what you were saying about sitting on the deck having a drink in the sun. It was lovely, wasn't it? It was. And that's why we need to get the cars inside. So when we go into autumn, I love autumn, as we are now, and winter, we've got somewhere you can sit in front of a fire. Oh, mate. A, and be a, just escape from the world, you know what I mean? Like, just close the door. Do you know who that. wants... The the cars in to be done the most out of all of us, my boy. Oh really? Kobe, Kobe loves beer. Like so, when I was a kid, I would drink um, like sips of my mum's beer because my dad didn't drink hardly anything ever. He'd get drunk in like a puddle. Um, he he he. No, that's not the right phrase, is it? He get dr- no, you get seasick <laughs> in a puddle. What is it when somebody gets drunk quite easily? I I don't know. They're a cheap date. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But he couldn't. He couldn't. And he just never was a drinker. He'd get dizzy on a shandy. There you go. So when I got access to alcohol when I was older, because it was always like you're not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. I just went mental. I went absolutely mental with it, and I just ended up just doing stupid stuff because I. I wasn't sensible with it, and it was, it was this naughty thing that I wasn't allowed. Yeah. Now with Kobe, I thought I'll try a different. I, I, I'll try a different tack. Yeah, so you got in some stilts and a long coat, and you've been out clubbing with. Yeah, him yeah, that's right. We went to uh, <laughs> we went to the syndicate in Blackpool. No, um, no, no. I I let him 
have his own little cup and try it at home because that's not breaking any laws by doing that. But obviously not giving him like 10% IPAs. Well, he has a lot of uh, alcohol-free stuff as well. Yeah, he, he does. Because he doesn't like Coke and he doesn't like lemonade. Well, I, was exactly, I was exactly the same as a kid, but he loves the taste of beer. So like he'll have his little shandies and he thinks they're just amazing. He, love, he loves it. Um, I was exactly the same as a kid. Um, but it doesn't have that, he doesn't have that um, infatuation that I did when I was a kid because it's not like a thing. Because he can have it. He can have it, yeah, if he wants it. So he's not really bothered. Um, but I'll we get this. So when I get some beers, I'll get a few different ones from different breweries. And I'll get different types. So I might have a stout and I might have an IPA and I might have a pale ale and I might have a Kolsch or something like that. All different stuff. And uh, and he'll say, oh, can I try that? What's that one? And we'll do the whole, what does it smell like? What does it look like? Uh, you know, what's the, the head of the beer like? What do you think it might taste like? Anyway, the other day, it, I was sat here having a beer and um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was, it might have been Aldi's, you know, their knockoff ones. Okay, yeah. And um, I had one of their cans and I was drinking it. It was all right. It wasn't too bad. And Kobe's, oh, can I try that? And I said, yeah, sure. So I poured him a little bit in a glass and he sniffed it. I didn't say anything to him. He did, you know, he didn't look at the can or anything like that. And he sniffed it, swirled it around in the glass, took a sip. And he went, that tastes just like your IPA. Really? Yeah, and it does. It, was, it, it, it tastes just like our IPA. Very similar. Mm. There's nothing in it. And I was like, really? I said, what's an IPA? And he went, Indian Pale Ale. And he knew. He knew, he knew all about it. And he goes, but it doesn't taste as hoppy to me. <laughs> and he doesn't. He's right. He's absolutely on the money. I was amazed. I was like, that's healthy not yeah do you know like yeah, not, I know exactly uh, what you mean yeah. it's it, like a, it's, he hasn't got an attachment to alcohol it's just a healthy it's like yeah you know like I mean he's too young to have as well yeah but you mean, like it's not this oh yeah, it's yeah. on an altar and I can't wait till I'm old enough to have it and I'm just going to have loads of it kind yeah. of feel yeah it's a, and they've been I think it's a unique situation because our boys and my daughter have been brought up in an environment where daddy has a brewery so it's a very it's going to be very different. So I don't want them to have an unhealthy um, attachment attachment to it. So, and my wife, that's how she was brought up, and she is not bothered about booze at all. Where I think you and me, <laughs> I don't know whether our relationship with alcohol is always healthy at times. No, I don't think so. No, but that's just between us. That is, yeah. We would never tell anybody never else. Admit that to my no, wife. No, all mine. <laughs> it's always, always market. She's like, oh, doing market research again, are we? Yes. Like, yeah, totally. Totally. I've been, I've been market researching a lot of rum of late. Yeah, I, I got right. So bless him. I felt sorry for him because he'd hurt himself. So I went to the cash and carry today. He likes Pepsi Max. Um, bought him a big slab of Pepsi. Pepsi Max and a bottle of Captain Morgan's rum. It, it, it was potentially the greatest present ever. I thought you'd like it. I was well excited. 
it's just like you know you you need a brother to look after you. You've broken your arm or something, and you just want you don't you don't want grapes. I mean, no. no and times are tight. I thought I'd seen the end of Pepsi Max and rum for this month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was very impressed, very pleased. It's true. I heard a thud upstairs, which can only mean one thing. Your wife is home. Yeah, but that's okay. She's fine. She get. So oh gosh, well I'm gonna have to go soon anyway. I've got to go and get the little in from school. Well, this could be the end of this podcast. Well, how long is it? Uh, we're currently running at thirty-two minutes. Oh well, gosh, time flies when you're having fun. It is good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Is it podcast well, so just, funny? Well, we're just doing what we do, even if we weren't being filmed, recorded. Yeah, it's true. Just having a natter. But I just that. It's cool to talk about the project. I'm well excited. It's not even mine. It's not my guard. It's not my project. I don't have final say. But I'm. I was like, when we sided it, I was like, right, I'm coming this Sunday with the hedge trimmers. Let's get doing it. Yeah. And then what? And you broke the hedge yeah, trimmers. Burnt them out pretty quick. We hedge got, trimmers are rubbish. Yeah, they are rubbish. They're absolutely rubbish because they're they they're only designed for the very outer outer bits of a hedge. Yeah. And just think that. It's rubbish. I'm going to have to get something that's got beastie metal blades. And just you need a petrol engine one. Well, then again, you see, I was watching... But what, there's what, a, wasn't that your neighbour's hedge trimmer? No. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was? No, what you're Have we about. got to buy her a new one? Oh, well, yeah, I'll have to, yeah. They're 50 quid, that, that one, you bro. It's my own fault, isn't it? Trying to cut things that are too thick. This is the second pair of hedge trimmers I've burnt out. <laughs> I just can't seem to accept that they're rubbish. And I tried to do too much of them. I need something beastier. But anyway, I was there's a channel that I like. I subscribe to, like to watch a mountain biking one, and um, this guy builds his own trails in it, on his own land. All oh, right. And he has a battery powered chainsaw. And I've seen that. My word, it does. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a petrol one too, but he has gone through, you know, foot foot and a half thick trees. I think that, that. There, there's a problem right there. He's gone through a foot. That's what you don't want to do. <laughs> You broke right now. The last thing you need in your life is a chainsaw. A yeah, maybe a chainsaw. Battery-powered chainsaw. I thought, what a great idea. Yeah, well, you don't need one of them in your life, well, given your track record currently. Georgina away. <laughs> I still reckon you break it though. I'll give it twenty-four hours. Yeah, I'm a bit heavy-handed with. I broke your broom as well. Yeah, you snapped my broom in half. That's a dude. Oh, I need to snap. I was like, I was just sweeping as well. So these substandard tools. It was, it was an expensive broom as well. <laughs> I was like, I need a new handle. I was like, what the heck? Um, so yeah, on a quick one, on a quick note, the brewery. So just let people know what we're doing, because the pubs are buying very little, if not any, and we're getting muscled out by large regional and big breweries who are giving pubs beer. So that we don't have a market. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, which is dodge, really dodge. Um, But it's fine. We'll ride it out. They um, they have kind of taken the cast market and the keg market predominantly, but um, we are canning loads of beer. Yeah, and aren't we doing we? Aren't we you moving into? Like deliveries as well. Yes. Uh, so we're going on with a company called Delivery, which is a knockoff of Deliveroo, <laughs> which uh, I think is quite amusing. Uh, but they only do local uh, independents. There's no chains. Uh, it's quite a nice ethos, actually. Um, 
but it's expensive. It's way our beer comes out really expensive with them because they take a big cut. But you'll be able to have beer, or you'll order beer at like nine or ten o'clock, and you know you can come and I'll, the drivers will come pick it up, take it to you, like just like you would delivery yeah. or just eat. So is it this it? Friday and Saturday you're trialing it? Yeah, so I'm trialing it on uh, Friday from four till ten. Saturday, four till ten. We'll so, just see what it goes like. Yes, that's interesting. So you you'd be at home and you can order your takeaway and have your drink. Then you think I want more drink. I can't bother leaving the house. So now I can actually order. I've got to admit, if any other places did that around here, I would. I would quite possibly be skint now because I can never be bothered to go out. I can't even be bothered to drive to the brewery to get some beer. Because I just can't be bothered. I just once I'm in, I'm in. I Watch don't want to go in the evening again. as well. Like once you're settled, like, yeah, I'll, get, go I'll get into pajamas pretty quick if I yeah. think I'm settled. Got to knock out them stretchy pants straight yeah, away. Got stretchy pants, yeah. It's true. So we we've we've got some four forty mil cans. That's what we've gone for. So we've got drunken Taylor Pilsner coming out in a three thirty mil can. So what's with the four forty mil then? Well, it just seems to be the way the market's going. And that's kind of becoming a bit of a standard. Yeah, because it's an odd. It's an odd size, yeah. Size. Well, do you know the funny bit about a 440ml can is nobody can work out why, why or how we ended up with a 440ml can. No. There's a load of theories, but no one like actually knows. Why is it knows. not just a 500ml can? I don't know. No one knows. It's really weird. It's odd. It doesn't even match up to like imperial sizes. Oh, right. Sizes. I was going to no, ask, no, is, no, it, is no, it on the, no, an imperial no, size no. like... No, it makes no sense. A quart But something. what's really interesting is you get your 330 can and then you have a 440 can. There's not obviously a big jump it's 110 millilitres but the price is significantly different it's weird isn't it yeah and I I've, I, I've got some prices of what other breweries charge how different those. is it is it like one of those points where you sit there and you think I'd rather just get two 330s it'd be cheaper yeah if you bought for, like value for money the 330s are actually better for us to produce how weird uh, sorry not for us to produce for you to buy in yeah. general and then 440s tend to command a higher price it doesn't go it makes no sense no because I remember when um, San Miguel and Pruinaldo started bringing out the 660 milliliter bottles yeah, the bit, yeah like, the bit they were phenomenal like that that is amazing value for money yeah brill but yeah 440 mil it's, it's weird it's not even half a litre it's not even it's not, definitely it, not a pint it's, it's not, not even half a litre I tell you what there's some belting pilsners in the supermarkets cheap I know we've got ours coming out and I would say ours is far superior but there pilsner. is some good pilsners like Crombacker getting a big bottle pound fifty, I think it is it's nothing really? it's like nothing it's like I don't even know how they can produce it that cheap they must just stack it high that's um, proper, yeah, it's proper bulk, bulk. Yeah, yeah. That, um, and then you've got Rheinbacker, which is, I think, Aldi's knockoff one. Perlenbacker, that's Lidl's knockoff version. Um, yeah, so there's all these backers. Back of this, back of that. But they're all German. Uh, not, I don't think any of them are... Pro- oh, that... Kronbacher might be a proper Czech pills. But yeah, Interesting. But and then we've got Roy's coming back out again. Roy Cranberry Pale Ale, and we're up in the cranberry significantly. Um, so that should be good. Sunset Cocoa is coming out. Are you bringing Winter Hill back out? We are bringing Winter Hill back out. It is. I mean, all three of them are lovely, but it is by far my favourite of your winter winter beers. It's a slow seller, though. It's just like Christmas in a drink. 
It is Chris. It's like Christmas cake. It is. Beer, but so I think it's because so many people. I was very surprised at this, but so many people really quite like their fruity or sweety sweet beers. Don't yeah. they? I've been really surprised at that. And obviously, Roy and uh, Sunset Cocoa just tick those boxes. Tick yeah, those boxes hugely. Don't well, they? I can't wait for Sunset as well because we've we found a way of getting it really orangey as well. Because last time you could taste the orange, but it wasn't obvious. No, it wasn't. You could taste huge. the chocolate. So we wanted to smash it this time. So it is going to be very orangey. Don't you uh, pour it through the hair of gingers? Yes, that's basically what we're doing, yeah. Filter it. Yeah, it makes it extra orange. Are you, I'll get Lydia to do it. Lydia um, lays, lays down. And we just Mount Helix is coming back in can. Ooh, only a can. Yeah, it? that's going to be... I like it all a bit, a bit carbonated. Yeah, yeah, well, Mount Helix is going to have... Uh, a, a slightly louder hot bill. Are you bringing Interceptor back? We wanted to do it for Christmas, but given the circumstances, we don't want to overstock ourselves. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Silver Spurs going in cans. Ooh. You don't like Silver Spurs, do you? Well, no, you, we had it in bottles the other day, didn't we? And it was much nicer. And you said the last time, I, the first time I ever drank it, I had been drinking Pilsner yeah, all yeah. night. So that probably accounts for why... Well, it's like... I was like, 20 what? times more like, flavour. Uh, what is this? It's oh. it's loud. Well, we had it the other day. It was really nice. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, yeah. it. And then we've got... Um, what's the other one? We've got... I think Malamute. We've changed the recipe of Malamute. And then that's going into can. In fact, that's at the canning plant now being canned. Uh. Labels are on their way. Uh, and then Logjam. Which is... <laughs> Logjam's the... Uh, the the saison that we made out of wood. Ah, right, yes. I thought uh, you were so talking about we me. We keep missing the blooming delivery from DPD for the labels. Constantly. We've missed it, like, since Friday to today. That's frustrating. So we've had to ask him to de- to deliver them to a different location. I don't know why. We never no- normally miss them, but we have. Um, but that, that, that beer is... I tried it in bottle yesterday, cold. It's really weird. I don't think I know that I shouldn't be saying this because it's my beer, but I that's not for me. It really isn't. It tastes legit. I mean, if you're a saison drinker and you're used to having beer infused with wood, like it, that's exactly what it is. It's got like you can imagine talking about what horse horses taste like. It's that sort of saddly horse blanket. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got all sorts going on there, and it's all from the wild yeast. So you get all these weird flavors. I get marmite, but the other guy said no, that's that's not, and it isn't what it is because uh, you get marmite taste if there's lots of dead yeast, but it's not it's not like that. I think it's the holly and the birch wood, the the flavors soaked out of the wood. It's really strange, and it's like it's still quite alive. We pasteurized it. And to to bring it down, but there's still plenty of uh, bacteria living in that beer, which is the absolute opposite to what you would normally want. Fascinating. I look forward to having some. That's for sure. Yeah, it's really it's, it's a real unique beer. So we're gonna we we didn't make a lot. It was just a punt as a bit of fun. It's strong. It's nearly seven percent. It's like six nine or something. So uh, we're going to send that out to a bunch of beer reviews just to see their reaction. What they do. They're going to be like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> unless they really, unless they really. You need to find someone that properly loves Saison. Yeah, and really weird stuff because it yeah. is properly strange. So you but get a bit more of a balanced 
it's a good step for us to do in some more crazy stuff. And the funny bit is, all of the beer, everything about the beer was chosen by our customers. So it was uh, chosen by, uh, the, the grains were uh, chosen by our customer. Uh, it's just one malt that we've put in. Uh, the hops were chosen by an Instagram vote. Uh, <laughs> my wife's just come in with a loaf of bread. Slowly offloading shopping. Quietly. Yeah. Um, um, well, and uh, yeah, so it's 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 an interesting beer. But look, I tell you what, we're going to probably end this here because it is uh, we're getting into forty-five minutes here. Yeah, I don't think Lydia arriving is the perfect closing it is perfect it is a perfect closing time and uh, if you want to get over to our YouTube channel look at our videos about the Carsey Inn yeah and if you want to order some beer on delivery this Friday and Saturday night yeah if you're local um, within five miles of our brewery go for it and if you want to order some and you're anywhere in the UK you can order it on our website lordsbrewing.com and you will get it delivered by UPS or if you're local to us within 10 miles we'll bring it to you for free whoop 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 so I've been John Slumbers and I've been Alistair Tours and this has been Beer Caddy bye bye goodbye <laughs>